Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Um, this is a special Wednesday episode. Really, what it is is I had uh, last week where I wasn't having a full episode due to some things that were going on around here. As you're hearing this, my air conditioner still has not been fixed. So, uh, you know, just keep us in your thoughts and prayers because we're uh, we're doing okay because we got a few window units. But I would love to get my house back to normal. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get that fixed here pretty soon. So this week I have with me the heavyweight champion of Wrestle Against Hunger on this episode, and that is Shotgun Dan Weber. I've been talking about having him on for the last few weeks, and he is finally on here. I had a few setbacks, but we are back on track. This episode will get me right back on track to where I'm supposed to be at. Um, I had an episode that aired on Monday, and if you haven't heard that yet, make sure you go listen to that one too, and that's with Ryan Pilkington. That was a great episode, and I'm sure that you will enjoy it. For all the people who are here just to hear uh, the Shotgun Dan Weber episode, I hope you like what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and maybe find some other episodes that you like as well. So, yeah, I am very excited about this one, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. So, if you're as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. Get back in your car. Go. <laughs> Get out of here. You can't be here. I wasn't about to call you Dad, so. <laughs> Seriously? Just for the, you know, the, the work rate, brother. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. She said he looked like an old piece of leather. Oh, <laughs> wow. Supernatural, which is by far one of my favorite shows, and I will be talking a lot about Supernatural. I will be quoting Supernatural. Bro! I just remember, because they also, everybody, whenever they came to the ring, goes, <laughs> What? Okay, before I get started, have you ever had an idea for a design that you wanted to put on a shirt, hat, tumbler? or even a puzzle? Well, over at RNL Designs, they can make those ideas come true. For the month of August, all ready to ship or local pickup t-shirts and canned glasses with bamboo lids are $10 each plus shipping. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram, as well as Etsy for digital designs. I'll have a link to all of their pages in my show notes. Go check them out for all of your custom needs today. All right, everybody. So today I have with me a wrestler that I have actually seen wrestle twice now in Crown Championship Wrestling. And uh, this guy is really awesome at what he does. And I've always enjoyed watching him. And that is Shotgun Dan Weber. Man, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really good. Just, uh, you know, trying to cool down and everything. Uh, it's the end of the day. Got everybody settled down in the house, and so it's now my time to do my podcast. So, I know that you, like I said, I've uh, seen you wrestle in Crown Championship twice. I saw you at Bentonville and Siloam Springs. I think that's the two most recent shows that they've had. 
Um, what other companies have you worked with? Um, right now, all basically, you know, Oklahoma based and a couple of can like probably like two in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, I work for, you know, wrestler gets hunger, pretty much my, my main fed. I'm, you know, the heavyweight uh, champ over there. Okay. Uh, WFC, mm-hmm. um, you know, Tim Rockwell is the promoter and, you know, he helped get that. He kind of got that started over there. Core professional wrestling, Sam Springs. Uh, what else? Oh, UWE, and uh, I can't forget about those guys. Uh, yeah, I love, them. I love a few. I love those guys. Few they, all those guys, been uh, you know very good to me, and I love working up there in Tahlequah. Um, I'm actually getting ready, you know, think about moving to Tahlequah. Uh, oh, really? Next. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that little city. I love that little city out there. It's so quiet, you know. Other than Tulsa, it's so rowdy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, the Kansas Fed, uh, American Wrestling Revolution, and uh, World Class. And all in Kansas. Wow. So you stay pretty busy then. Uh yeah, yeah. Um I actually I've worked um uh, Metroplex in Texas one time. Uh, okay. For the um I'm trying to take more Texas bookings as well. Um, mm-hmm. and then yeah, like you said, um Brown as well. So yeah. Yeah. Uh so how long have you actually been wrestling? Like how did you get your start into this, I guess? Um well, man, I've always, you know, been a fan of wrestling. I was a big fan of the uh, the, the ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. You know, I I didn't grow up and see the attitude era. Unfortunately, <laughs> I just I just turned twenty seven Friday, so oh, I'm only, well, happy um, birthday! Well, thank you, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so I'm a '90s baby, so uh, I kind of grew up, you know, watching uh, wrestling. My first introduction to wrestling, I remember uh, living in Tulsa. Um, 7311 East Independence Street on Admiral. Um, uh, I remember living out there in um, a little box TV. My first introduction to wrestling was honestly Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. That is a great Um, way to get into wrestling right there. Yeah, he was like my first, you know, visual of the long hair with the ponytail. He had his back to the camera, you you know, his pose. That was my first introduction to wrestling. And then I got into it more. I started watching Eddie Guerrero's um, Crispin Wall. I mean, he's he's my all-time favorite. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kurt Angle, yeah, uh, two of my favorites. Um, Samoan Joe. Um, that's how I. That, that was kind of my my start era, and then I went to, you know, going to middle school, high school, and uh, watching the the PG era with John Cena's and yeah, and then. Uh, also TNA, the TNA era, and then the John Cena's and WWE, and you know, the CM Punk's and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was actually, at the time, I was, you know, doing some amateur stuff. Uh, I was trying to, actually trying to be like Kurt Angle, trying to, you know, uh, be an All-American, uh, win a gold medal, hopefully go to the Olympics someday. Um, kind of, you know, that kind of fell through through college, because, you know, I was pretty dumb <laughs> in college. I was... <laughs> I was I was a real idiot in college. I mean, I've, I've kind of my grades are kind of up and down. Um, okay, I kind of moved all over the place. Uh, yeah, trying to college to college. So I, so um, you know, I, after my last college I went to was in Audison Broadus uh, in West Virginia, and I realized you know out of state tuition was a mug, so I ended up coming right back out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, not not now that I think about it. Uh, I had one more shot in college. It was right before the pandemic. Uh, 
uh, it was in Shawnee. And uh, I, I was doing pretty great that first semester in the spring and then lockdown ended up happening. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, but between all that, I was watching a lot of like the, you know, the current brand, a lot mm -hmm. of uh, AEW and, you know, a lot of the Raw Smackdown and stuff like that. And watch a lot of, a lot of the New Japan stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm more of a student at the time. So even before I even started stepping into the ring, I was becoming already kind of getting it that it was a work. Started understanding the um, the the what it was. I'm super like green, super not uh, you know don't understand what's going on. But I understand that you know what what I understand that what what it was that you know that the professional the professionalness of um what wrestling is but not knowing the inside of it because i'm you know like i said i've never trained before so i'm still watching it and seeing it for what it is right so how i got into it uh this is right after probably around around this time uh, around 2020 uh, when they start opening up uh, i kind of knew a guy a good friend of mine uh, he was my manager for anytime fitness uh, not anytime fitness. um uh 10 gym at um out here in Owasso. Okay. Uh, he um his name is JJ. He, he's actually in, in the wrestling business himself. He's actually a ref right now. Um he was my manager at the time. <laughs> oh <laughs> and yeah, he was long like, you know, small world. He was my manager manager at the time for um for uh at up there at Ten Gym. Mm -hmm. I was a trainer. And I remember going to him and um like just randomly this is i'm fresh out of like my last college i'm done with college i'm you know back working making money um i asked him because me because i knew he was a big wrestling fan me and him used to you know talk wrestling a lot and i asked him like hey man um like how do i get into wrestling and he was like hmm well i kind of know a guy <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what he was like yeah, like I like I so I try to sell this guy a session uh, in South Tulsa at Ten Gym. So I was like, all right. So this guy so happened to be uh, Giganto, um, another local Oklahoma wrestler. Mm -hmm. He was literally the first wrestler, uh, like like in like indie wrestler, uh, local wrestler I've, I've ever like reached out reached out to. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. I ended up messaging, uh, messaging him, and he didn't get back to me uh, probably, like, the next day. And he told me the two people I had to hit up was Tim Rockwell uh -huh. and Brad Groom for WFC and BPW at the time, right? Uh -huh. I messaged Tim first, um, messaged Brandon. Uh, he Brandon, he, he's not on social media a lot. Tim got right back to me immediately. Uh, he told me you come out uh, come out to Wagner. We have our show that following a month. This is like in July, right? Like he said in July, come out, and I'm like pumped, man. Like I'm like training in the gym, trying to look up, like trying to look ripped and whatever. Yeah. Like, so when I get there, he'll see me and be like, "Yeah, I can actually use this guy." Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it fell through because at the time I didn't have a car. <laughs> oh no. I didn't know how to, yeah, I didn't know how I was going to get to Wagner. I didn't have a license at the time. Uh -huh. um, so I, I texted him. I was like, "Hey, man, like, um, I'm probably not gonna make it." He was like, "All right, man, it's it always always next time." So I'm like, "Man," so I took the the you know, 
that took a, took me beyond me to figure how I'm going to do this. Cause I was really serious about becoming a wrestler. So, right. So probably like fast forward, right. Uh, this is like the day after my birthday around this time. Uh-huh. Uh, I end up Googling where to become a professional wrestler out of nowhere. <laughs> I guess Google, you know, has been, the, the Google gods has, has been, you know, answering my prayers or something. Um, <laughs> apparently, I ended up finding where Brandon Groom's training was at uh, in Google by uh, Body Progression Wrestling uh-huh. uh, Perfect Practice back when they were running in Tulsa. And uh, they, they had the days and the time and whatever. So I showed it to my manager and he, uh, JJ, uh, who's, like I say, is a rep now. Mm-hmm. I showed him what I found, and he was like, huh, well, well, we'll go check it out after work. I showed up Tuesday, right? I walked in. We were like, it, it's, you know, perfect practice over that time. We had a bunch of, like, you know, like baseball stuff, some soccer stuff in there. When you walk in, there's, like, MMA class, and then, like, the, the other two doors is, like, where they have the wrestling room. So we actually walked in there. Um, that's where they started training. The three people, the three people that I mean I'm good friends with today um, mm-hmm. that were in their training Brandon Groom wasn't in there yet it was uh, Derek James uh, uh, Tommy Dean and Wesley Crane who were the trainers and a couple wow. other trainees right uh-huh. and wow. I remember walking in and they're like looking at me I, you know kayfabe that's the thing that's the, the saying when you know somebody that outsider walks into a wrestling room and you know kayfabe yep I, I picked that up. I didn't know what they were doing. So they were looking mean and shit. So. <laughs> I, I walked in and they're like looking at me and they're like, I mean, I remember Tommy Dean. This this is my first thing he asked. He asked, he asked me, you want, want to get in? <laughs> and and uh, I was like, yeah. Um, and then uh, JJ was like, yeah, we're just like looking for, like, looking for training right now. And uh, Wesley Crane was like, uh, he gave me Brandon Groom's number, and I ended up uh, calling him right then and there, and he ended up picking up, and he was like, he gave me the prices, he gave me uh, the times, he told me, show up next week, and be, be ready, have your have your crap together, and be ready. Wow. So, that's how I, that's how I got in. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you know, just, and the fact that you had somebody who was right there, uh, to kind of bring you in it almost makes it feel like it was meant to be whenever uh, yeah. things like that fall into place that's that's really cool yeah it was just you know just i felt you know because i'm a very religious man you know I, I um you know i feel like everything happens for a reason like you know everything step in my life kind of got me yeah you know got me here um you know because i've been a fan ever since i was a ever since i was shorty you know uh, <laughs> I, you know, uh, it feels like that everything in my life was placed in place to get to where I'm, you know, get where I'm at now. Right. Um, and I'm kind of living a dream that I've never thought ever in my life. I thought that I was going to be an Olympic somewhere or I thought I was um, going to be a trainer my whole mm-hmm. life. Or, but to, to be a pro wrestler, man, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't ever thought that I would be here. I mean, I shoot, I, now that I think about it, I wish I hadn't started this earlier. <laughs> I would have been 
say screw college man like if i have knew because i remember some of the guys were telling me like man we've been doing this since for a long time and i was like man because the college one of the college i went to was at bacon college because mm-hmm. i was like three four five colleges i transferred to what okay uh, one of the colleges i went to was bacon in muskogee and and uwe's in tahlequah and i if i wouldn't heard about that i wouldn't even you know find a way to still train in wrestling sticks i was i wasn't like a walk-on in college i was a red shirt walk-on i was you know i didn't have a wrestling scholarship i had a, a christian ministry scholarship okay i was just in the wrestling room you know trying to work for my scholarship and i mean i eventually i ended up being on being in the starting roster mm-hmm. but that was literally right right before you know everything happened over yeah. there at Bacon. Uh, you know, back in 2018. Uh, yeah, I was in the middle of all that. So I was still going there at the time when they ended up taking away all the sport programs, getting ready to shut down Bacon. And, you know, I have to, you know, transferring all the way to, to Missouri um, to, uh, for, to a wrestling scholarship out there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything, I realized that I don't regret anything that happened in my life because I'm right now, I'm, I'm doing what I love to do. Well, and I do have to say, uh, just from what I've seen uh, when I've seen you wrestle and everything, you wouldn't know that you've only, uh, that you have been in such a short amount of time. You would think that you were just as um, you had been going just as long as some of the other guys, like Justin Lee has and stuff. You know, um, you hang with them just fine. Yeah, um, and and I kind of you know just like I have great training, um, like. Brandon Groom was one of my trainers. I ended up grad like a no 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 hate against Brandon Groom. I love him. He's a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. Um, I ended up seeking I ended up seeking other training from other places. So I ended up um falling under wrestling against hunger. Brent Crawford, who is the promoter and a pastor in Living Hope Center and Living Hope Church, who's getting ready to start his uh company. Okay. And I was one of his first uh, trainees under the Hunger Dojo. Oh and, wow! Yeah, one of us, like one, literally one of the first ones uh, over there. One of the first one was me, Romeo Reese, Connor Smith, and a couple of other guys that you know who's currently not wrestling or you know kind of doing other things right now. But those are kind of three of us are kind of the pillars. Um, oh, and Corporal Punishment. Uh, I can't forget about him. He's actually over there. But that guy, <laughs> that, I'll tell you about that guy later. Okay. Um, he, uh, but yeah, we were kind of the, the four, four pillars over there. You know, you know, one of the first ever trainees over there at um, the Hunger Dojo. It wasn't even called the Hunger Dojo at the time. It was just we're training here uh, in Living Fellowship. It was just called Wrestling Against Hunger. It still is the company name. Right. Um, but um, you know, we've had a couple of other trainers like. Uh, like a Spike Lopez in a Ocean, uh-huh. you know. But Justin Lee took over as the head trainer back in, I believe it was the start of, it literally, yeah, the literally start of 2021 last year. When I had him on here, he actually did talk about that a little bit, taking over, uh, doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he, um, so he was literally one the one who took over over there, and ever since then, um, we've had great young talent you know even to this day you know we got young guys that i've actually wrestled recently mm-hmm. uh uh Del Pir- i can't even know i just call him dp um <laughs> Del Piro 
and um, Eddie Levon. I wrestled recently in WFC. And, okay. Uh, I wrestled uh, like the last WA show I wrestled last month. He was in a main event, man. And I, that's why I, was, I always I will say this, man. Justin Lee is probably the best trainer in Oklahoma, hands down. And I'm saying this right now on camera. Well, not on camera, but on. <laughs> we got you on record saying it. On, yeah. So he is. <laughs> I'm saying that right. He's the best trainer. Not because he outs the things that he's done for me outside uh-huh. of, but you know, to train like train like rest. When it comes to wrestling, uh-huh. he is undeniable because he can turn a nobody into a, a pretty good performer or a great performer. Right. Because I've had like like I said like Dove like me and him. He is. He's only been in the business for. Probably ten times. He only had ten matches. His oh wow! Is, yeah, he's only wrestled probably. I don't. I think he started back in Cinco. That was mm-hmm. his first match, I believe. Uh, Cinco de Mayo, and ever since then, the kids, the kid got a lot of potential. Uh, he's he's going to be something like like yeah. I always say like how I started. Like people, like people looked at me. They, they said like the next year, the next two years, the next three or four, five years that that kid's going to be dynamite. Yeah. Him, he's the same, the same boat. Like the next year or two, he's gonna be, he's gonna be a champion someday. So yeah, but you know, Justin Lee has turned that kid into, a, he's fl- like turned that, like he's turned him into a, a pretty good performer already in his first year. Yeah. Well, I know from seeing, and I've said this before, and I probably sound like a fanboy when I talk about Justin Lee on the show because <laughs> I actually had a lot of fun talking to him, but. I'm a um, <laughs> and I, I've seen some of the videos like that he's put on like Instagram and stuff explaining moves and how to do them properly and he makes it look easy and he makes it look like he explains it for somebody like me to understand even you know and that's something that I think is important when it comes to properly learning moves and stuff is being able to explain it to where somebody as dumb as I can understand it. Yeah. Um, he always says, what sticks with me, and he said this back when I was first training under him. Mm-hmm. He says, like, if the fans doesn't digest what you're doing, yep. then it's, like, it's, it's terrible. Like, right. he said, you, like, especially Oklahoma fans, like, like Oklahoma fans, Oklahomans aren't smart. Let's get let's get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, like not very smart fans. They can't digest um what you're doing in a match. You have to tell a story. You have to um it, like what's whatever story you're telling in a match has to digest to whatever the fans is. It can't be long story short, it can't be a spot fest. Let's just yeah. let's get to that. Um like I don't have a problem with spots as long mm-hmm. as they're making sense, and that's that goes along with you know telling stories like AEW. Like AEW has a like a whole bunch of that. Big fan of AEW, big fan. But with, I mean, but when it comes to like some things, it doesn't make sense on there, and right. I get it. But what I kind of learned and what I kind of understand on my own, because he all is he always says like what I'm telling you, don't just take my word for it. Go out and find out for yourself. You know, yeah. find out works for you and what i kind of realized that uh i'm a i'm an athlete i'm a competitor mm-hmm. i like to when i look at pro wrestling 
you know, outside of the entertainment aspect of it. I take it as uh, a competition. Who's literally the best of the best, right? So I would like to take that psychology and mix, you know, a little bit of spots. So the story you're telling, um, baby face, heel, heel versus baby face, baby face versus baby face. I'm not a big fan of heel versus heel. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But um, you want to tell the story of, like, at the end of the day, there has to be a winner. Right. There has to be a winner. Um, yes, you know, how you get there is how you get there, cheating, whatever, you know, how it is. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, we're here to we're here to be the best. So, yeah, like, we're here to, like, be the best and who and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't know how to put that into um, into uh, any type of fancy words for it. Here. Like, I no, mean, I, wrestling. I love pro wrestling, man. Like, it's like all the aspects of it. But I'm at, like, I am an athlete, yes. and I kind of that as um, I that that's why I kind of bring that aspect into pro wrestling. You can kind of like you can see that in my matches, like. Like the termination of my face, like like Kurt Angle back in uh, TNA days, um, Kirk Angle. That's what yep. I called him. Yeah, <laughs> Kirk Angle. That's <laughs> I took that aspect that I was like he was, and and then Benoit his intensity. I took mm-hmm. that aspect of the intensity, like I'm I'm in there to to rip your head off. Yeah, that that's just my character, right? Right. So that's just me just being an athlete. Uh, that's how I that my amateur mentality. Is basically my character turn up a notch. Mm-hmm. So, well, and they say that's come. That's the best character is uh, taking your personality and turning it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the um, the idea of what I wanted to be. Uh, that's the idea of Shotgun Dan Webber. That's mm-hmm. why I call my like. That's why I'm, I'm got like fifty thousand names. You know, the <laughs> the North Side Gunslinger, the 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 Headhunter. Uh-huh. Boogeyman in the square circle. I got like that's kind of what he who he is. Yeah. Uh, he his whole thing is like once you're out there in that ring, once you see me, you crap yourself. Like that's that's the <laughs> that's the that's the kind of mentality the the mentality that I bring in. It's not necessarily a character. It's it's how you present it in the ring. Right. Like, like you see me on a card. And 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 you'd be like, huh, like, <laughs> like kind of like that's the kind of character I bring to the table. That's why, I mean, that's kind of I guess that's why I get booked. Well, it, it always helps to be a great guy. You know? Yes, you want to be a douchebag, you know? Right, <laughs> it does help. You want to so, you know, be great. You got to be a great guy in this business. So yeah. So do you prefer to be a hill or a babyface? Um, honestly, man. I, I can be whatever. I mean, if I had to choose, like right now, I'm a baby face. Uh huh. I'm. I kind of like it. Yeah. You know, um, because it's like I'm a baby face and I do heel stuff. Right. <laughs> and I get cheered for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, being a heel is fun. Like it is very fun. Mm-hmm. It's easier. Yes. Yeah, it's very easier. <laughs> to to me, of course. 
Um, you hear that a lot, that because uh, you don't have to be taken as seriously all the time. Yeah, like being a heel is, is easy. Like now, now that now that I kind of think about it, you know, because of you, you can, you can. Uh, it's easy to have people hate you, right? You know? Yeah, it's it's definitely much easier to have somebody hate you than to like you. Yeah, it's easier to have somebody hate you. Because, you, know? it's, it's, you, like, you like you come out, like, make your debut as a babyface, and mm-hmm. depending on what fan base you have, the fans may not digest you being a babyface. Now that I'm kind of in the business, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a veteran or anything, but I'm kind of understanding, like, how to, what to, like, how to approach both, uh, especially with my character. Yeah. Like personally, me, like, and this was just what Lee said. Like, he says it's easier for me, especially my character, because you can do like hit somebody in the mouth as retaliation. Mm-hmm. Like if a heel does something dirty, you can do it back as retaliation. Fans will cheer for it, right? right? I guess you can say. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the word tweener, like like Stone Cold was a tweener at the time, you know, tweeners. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I would like to say I'm a aggressive babyface right now. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I'm a aggressive babyface. Um, but I mean, I like I like being a baby. It's it's, it's a little bit fun, you know. People cheering your name, but oh, yeah. uh, I guess I'll choose being a baby. But like, it's easier. I mean, it's a little easier being a, uh, a heel. And plus, yeah. I like challenge. I like to challenge well as being a baby because you challenge yourself in the ring. Uh, depends who you're working with, and uh, and depends how you what what you're going to do next as far as how you go about how you go about matches and whatever. Yeah. So, so I actually have a funny story um, that relates to you. Yeah. Um, so when you were at the Asylum Spring Show, I was kind yeah. of at the same time as enjoying myself there. I was kind of doing my 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 little thing, you know, going around talking to everybody. That's when I talked to Tim Rockwell and uh, Jason Jones, and I talked to Joe Helms and a few of the other ones and everything. Kind of going around, being like, "Hey, got a podcast? I'd love you to have have you come on." And I hadn't seen you at all really that night yet, so yeah. I went to the bathroom, and as I'm about to walk out, you come storming through the door of the bathroom. <laughs> And I was really excited at first, and I go, hey, man, how you doing? And then I automatically stopped, and I was like, now is not the time when he's trying to go to the bathroom. I'll just wait till later. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I probably had to drain a monster. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I had to drain a, I, it, yeah, I mean, because it, no, it wasn't no bathroom in the locker room because it was at the stage. So. Yeah, I, yeah. Was that, like, before or after my match? I, I It was during the intermission. Um, I So... So it was after your match, I believe. Yeah, I had a piss. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, at first I was like, oh, and I got really excited because, um, you know, I wanted to talk to you and stuff. And then I was like, now is not the time to do that. So I just left. <laughs> yeah, I really, really had a piss. Yeah. <laughs> my fault, man. You could have you catch me on my way out. I felt a lot better. <laughs> oh, you're good. I didn't want to be the weirdo standing by the bathroom waiting for you to come out. So you know, <laughs> uh, you're, you're good, man. You're good, man. It's all good. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like to ask this question of people whenever I bring them on here. Um, right. 
if you had a dream match that you wanted to be in, whether it's somebody who is still wrestling, whether or retired, even dead, do you have a dream match? And on multiple scales, whether it be local or whether it be, you know, AEW or anything, do you have dream matches that you would like to do? And what are they? Uh, I'll, I'll do you one better. Okay. I'll give you a top five favorite of locally and a okay. top five favorite of all time. Awesome. Or, or maybe, a top, actually maybe a top ten locally. Because I, okay. I was literally thinking about this this morning. Okay. Um, so locally, uh, top five, and this is not in order. Okay, not in order. Uh, Justin Lee, obviously. Uh, Kirk Gannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wesley Crane, Tommy Dean. Uh, uh, Brawler Morrison. Uh, Tim Rockwell. Where? Are, how many was that? Uh, I'm, I'm not well. sure. <laughs> Not the smartest man. I'm be honest with you, brother. Um, I, dude, I didn't even count them up either. <laughs> it's all, I'm gonna go keep going. Um, do 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 Cornell. Yeah. Um, Coco. Obviously. I mean, me and Coco always bad. So Coco, obviously, I've yeah. wrestled Coco all last year. Um, that's my guy. I'm one of my <laughs> best. Um, he knows it too. I mean, me and him always give each other. Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, I'm missing somebody. Oh, uh, Double D. Okay. Um, I had a good match. Um, I'm missing somebody, man. Demetri Alexander. Um, I have more, but I, uh, probably, probably, I'm probably missing somebody. <laughs> uh, I'll get back to it, but um, I'm gonna give you a top five, a top five of all time. Okay. Right? Uh, Ben Wall, Angle, mm-hmm. um, Samoan Joe, Regal. Uh, that's four. That's four. <laughs> Dean Malenko. There you go. I I noticed you've got a lot of those technical wrestlers in there, and I love that. Those those guys I'm, are some of the best. I'm a technician guy, man. Like, yeah. here's the thing. I, mean, like, I didn't become a technician guy until, like, I got a little older because I understood technical wrestling once yeah. I got a little older. And me being, you know, coming from off the amateurs, I, it's something, you know, it's, it's like a chess game out there. So mm-hmm. that's how I kind of took it, took the aspect of thinking, um, oh, so they take it like match for match. It's like a chess game. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's, it's kind of same mindset. You bring it, you bring that to the amateurs, you bring that to the professionals. So that's kind of, that's why I found, that's why I've been wall, like, Ben Wall intensity was what got me. Like you know, you know, we all know, you know, what what happened, what could happen. Allegedly, everybody has their own story about Ben Wall. Right. What could happen? But right. You know, the wrestler, you know, Chris Ben Wall, the wrestler, was you know undeniable. Like his intensity, you know, <clears throat> watching him, seeing his facial expression, seeing his passion. That's why he was always my number one guy and you know he was he was my hero at the time you know? right yeah him and him and Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle and I was he was a TNA fan you know Kurt Angle was he was hard, a machine in there hard boy hurt. I mean I mean probably wasn't healthy but boy he was oof yeah at uh, that, that Kurt Angle was, 
awesome. Yeah, he was um, he was a machine. I know that they didn't they recently just do like a big interview thing um, on the. It's like a documentary, I think, that they do on like, A and E uh, or something yeah, like that. A and E, something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually looking forward to that. <laughs> and I think, yeah, and Kurt Angle's one of the first ones that they've done um, on there. And uh, yeah, him talking about the things that he went through, and it is insane. But you did mention two names there, and one of my favorite matches is Benoit versus Kurt Angle, and I believe it's at the Royal Rumble where they faced off against each other. And that it was almost, I think it was a five, they considered a five-star match, you know, because it was just amazing. Uh, You know, the the amount of psychology they were able to put behind that. Same. Um, Angle in uh, Shawn Michaels was another one of my favorites. Yes. I think that was, was that WrestleMania 21 or was it 20? I believe so. I believe 21. Uh, 21, yeah, because that's the one that was in Hollywood, I believe. WrestleMania yeah. goes Hollywood, yeah. That's one of the first WrestleManias that I ever got to watch in its entirety was that one. Really? Yeah, and it was because I found the DVD for it at, um, we have a thing up here called Vintage Stock. It's kind of like Game Exchange and one of those places and everything. I think they have some of them in Oklahoma as well. Um, but I found the it's like a three-disc set of um, wrestling, of WrestleMania 21. And so I sat down and in my floor in my bedroom and I watched the entire thing as soon as I got it home and after that because I had gotten away from it for quite a few years because you know I was a teenager and all that and then I got a job uh, when I got out of high school and I found it as a love again yeah that's I went through that phase too uh, yeah. when, uh, when I was I think I don't know what year i think it was when i was with my ex at the time I, mm-hmm. um you know uh I felt kind of failed out of touch with wrestling mm-hmm. and it's kind of like one person actually it was actually a college you know a college friend of mine who, who was also a wrestling friend um shout out to pablo that was his name uh, sean that was a good friend of mine he actually went to bake home with me Okay. Uh, he was a freshman when I was like probably like a, a two-year sophomore or something like that because I was feeling so much. I ended up he actually ended up you know helping me get a, a rugby scholarship out there and um I, I was you know playing rugby and wrestling out there in uh in uh, West Virginia and he you know after that whole crap that happened at you know Bacon, he helped me uh you know yeah he got this very and he was like hey man uh since you're you know over there come over here and um. Uh, I'm over here in West Virginia. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm playing some rugby. And I was like, all right, say less. So I literally bounced from, I literally bounced from Missouri Baptist University, went straight up to West Virginia. Okay. That's their so. And then, you know, me and him was, like, he was my roommate, and me and him watched wrestling all the time. And it was around a time where one of the, the WrestleMania, the main event was Ronda Rousey, uh, and uh, who's the other two? Uh, uh, Charlotte and Becky. Charlotte and uh, Becky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a good match. That, was that? That's the first time that the women uh, main evented WrestleMania, wasn't it? Was that uh, the? Or was that the following year? I'm, I'm not yeah. sure. It's one of those years. It was, it was 2019. It was 2019. That was okay. WrestleMania. It was the same night that I think Brock wrestled uh, uh, Roman, and then I think. Was that, the, was that the night that uh, 
No, no, that's not the same match. It was uh, Seth Rollins wrestled somebody for the opener. Okay. Well, I, Rollins uh, wrestled uh, Brock at WrestleMania too, didn't he? I think so. And he had to give him like three or four curb stomps just to keep him down. Yeah, it was it was the yeah, that was the same that's the same night he cashed in the money in the bank up. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So that was Roman versus Brock and then he cashed yeah. in in that one. Yeah. I don't know if that was the year of, you know, that you know you know, his wife main evented, but Right. I'm I, saying uh, he I think he was the opener though. He re, he was the opener for that WrestleMania, but it was one of them it was that that was probably back in like twenty 17, 2016 or something like that. Maybe 25th. Yes. Um, that was the match where he was against Orton. And he did that, um, where Orton did the pop-up, where he was trying to do the curb stomp, and he, he turned it into an RKO. There you go. Yep. You go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I get, I get in that mindset, and then I have to figure out exactly which one we're talking about. <laughs> my wrestling, uh, my wrestling, um, you know, library is a little blurry. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially with, you know, now wrestling yourself, you probably don't get as much time to watch as what you would like. Yeah, but you know, it's funny, man. Uh, I walked in, and this was, was one of the, I, I did the Flago, uh, the Flago uh, Del Sol seminar mm-hmm. at, at uh, OKX. And then he did another one in, you know, in core, I didn't show, I didn't, you know, do it because I, he, he was doing the same. He did this, he already did his back in OKX. Okay, yes. Right. But I walked in, I walked in in the seminar, like right in, just to go set up my merch table. And he was, it was like, it was packed. It was packed in there. And I was just, you know, just in there. And he was talking about um, how you like, like you have to stay updated on the brand, the competition. Yeah. You have to. You know, just just you know, just to keep your mind refreshed on uh, um, new stuff and in your character and everything. And I, I really look at it. I didn't really look at it at that aspect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was thinking like, I don't know, Flago. I don't know this product. But then I was kind of thought about <laughs> it. Like, yeah, that's yeah. I can yeah. I can I can buy that. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. right. You have to stay. You have to you know stay updated on the product. You know. Right. No matter if it's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, all you know, you have, yeah, because, um, you know, that's what, that's what Flago and you know, I I love Flago Del Sol and yeah. my first like watching, my first time I didn't watch him in OKXs. Uh, I was in the back. I was um, getting ready for a battle royal, but I watched him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I peeked in him at core, and um, I was like, man. I'm, I mean, I'm a big fan of people's wrestling, but I'm a big fan of people's, their, their character, their mentality, like their swagger, like, like it's just that small little detail. People don't understand, like, like your character, your swag, how you, how people. Because I was told, like, this is what I didn't even think about. Like one of our trainees was telling me, uh, one of our newer trainees, mm-hmm. it was like, man, like I like your character, like it has a little swagger, like a little swagger to it. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I, was like, I never, I never thought of myself being a swaggy guy. Like he was like, it's like you, you, it's just like that little, like your, your look, your facial expression, like how you walk around, how you walk to the ring, how you walk around the ring. Yeah, it's just got, got a little bit of southern swagger to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
I thought about it. I was, and then I watched Flago, and then I was like, I get it. Like it's just like how like 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 how how, how Ric Flair you just shrugged to like how you walked to the ring and how it was just that looks like how he looked. Right. You know, like he like he he could, like he has a little walk like Mister Nasty. Like uh, one of, that's another mm-hmm. person I didn't. That's another guy in my top ten. I okay. Did, like a twenty. Uh, his his whole, you know, his whole, you know, Creole soul pimp gimmick that, like that, like how he walked to the ring and how he carried himself like that, you know, that was, you know, that played a little inspiration of who Shotgun Dan Weber is, yeah. like you know, like he like how he approaches the ring, like you know how he walks to the ring, how he you know how the how the fans look at you, like like that's that's really big into your character, you know? Right. The one thing that I, I was going to say that I noticed that as well, you do have that swagger when you come to the ring, you know, and, uh, it, it does stand out. Yeah. So, yeah, because it's like, it's like to certain people, it's like certain, certain people who doesn't really see it. Mm-hmm. It may not seem like much, but it's a whole lot, man. Like it is, it, it, it's, it's because it exudes confidence and that's what you want whenever you're watching somebody wrestle if somebody comes out and they seem confident you're like okay this this guy's gonna do something you know you want to keep your eye on him yeah like I mean that's how like for instance like like the the old school baby face even today the the baby face heel he'll come out first Mm-hmm. Uh, the heel, the way the heel come out is gonna be way different than the way the babyface come out. Right. You know what I mean, yeah. like the heel's job is to you know piss off the fans. Um, the heel's job is to you know is to piss off the fans. You know, piss them off, have them do them to they don't care who a piece of duty comes out. <laughs> well, and that way they. That way, they also, you know, they start rooting for that baby face too, because they want to see that that yeah. Um, yeah. that guy get his butt kicked. Or they want to see that guy get, yeah, they want to see that guy get punched in the mouth. Exactly. You know like they don't care who comes out that curtain right after that baby face. They're going to cheer for that, you know, that baby face. Yeah. In spite of the heel. Yeah. So it could be some uh, low Joe from uh, Wichita or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Don't even know who he is. He's a baby face. You know, you're, right. if you're a great heel, you can have, you know, you can, if you're a great, great heel, don't matter who comes out that curtain. It doesn't matter. It could right. be a, oh, it could be a, that was, that's our, those are great, you know, those are great heels, you know. You're doing your job as a heel. Yeah. All right. So we're about to come here to a close on this. And, um, before I get you off here, do you have anything that you have coming up that you maybe want to uh, announce or talk about? Absolutely, absolutely, yes, sir. Um, this Friday uh, and Saturday. This Friday is the core. Uh, I have three things coming up but this weekend, next weekend. Okay. Um, this Friday, uh, core professional wrestling in uh, Hill Springs Church. I believe it's seven o'clock. The show starts. Um, it's going to be a great event. Okay. Um, Saturday is the big WFC show. Exclam! What is it called? Exclam! Extrava Slamza. Extrava Slamza. I'm sorry. Extrava Slamza. Uh, EC3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I ain't got to say much. EC3. James Storms. Josh Woods. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it's going down. Yes, it it's is. Going down. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, and next weekend, WAH the 13th, uh, we're putting on a show for the fire department. Um, a big event. I'm pretty sure I'm main eventing. Just like every show. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Um, come out and support, you know, support the hungry families and and uh, come out and support the, the fire department uh, on the 13th. August awesome. 13th. Awesome. Sir. So if people want to follow you, how can they do that? Um, just look me up, Dan Weber, on Facebook. Um, that's where I'm mostly on. Okay. Uh, I don't really, I'm, I don't really do TikTok. I mean, I'm on Instagram too. That's kind of uh, my private, always my private stuff on Facebook. But um, I got you. you. Want to follow me? Follow Dan Weber. Um, <laughs> on Facebook. So. All right, man. Well, it has been awesome having you on here, and I would love to have you come back here in the future. Maybe when you get down the road a little further, and we can kind of look back. Absolutely, absolutely. I, hopefully, I'll be. Um, I'll be be some places <laughs> all right <laughs> i believe that you will be man all right well you have a good night you too brother all right in a time of inflation covid monkeypox and amber heard you need to take a break from it all welcome to love and murder podcast with love and murder you get one hour a week to kick back and listen to stories of relationships gone horribly wrong Stories with true crime, mystery, suspense, and just a little bit of humor that's never at the expense of the victim. Come on, join host Kai and Shar over at www.murderandlove.com. That's love and murder backwards, murderandlove.com. Have you ever wondered what the top 10 most streamed 90s songs are? Or what about the top 10 highest paid dead celebrities? Maybe the top 10 most common phobias? Hi there, I'm Nick, host of the Tennis Podcast. Every episode, me and my various sidekick hosts share trivia, fun facts, and hot takes as we try to guess each other's top 10 list. Here's a little preview. When he dresses up as a girl bunny, he drives Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam crazy with lust. Mr. Monopoly's actual legal name, Rich Uncle Pennybags. And it turns out people will just shock a guy to death if someone in a lab coat asks semi-nicely. Chickens outnumber humans more than two to one. It is the only R-rated film to gross a billion dollars. With over 175 episodes and counting, there's sure to be a top 10 list that tickles your weird little fancy just right. Listen to Tennis Podcasts now on any podcast app. That's 10ISH Podcast. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Shotgun Dan Weber. He was a lot of fun to talk to, and uh, he was. Uh, pretty awesome guy uh sorry for there at the end uh my neighbor decided to start mowing the lawn at 8 30 at night and so it picked that up at the very end so i do apologize for that but um i hope that you enjoyed that episode i had a lot of fun talking to him so next week i have with me benny quailman 
who is the lead singer for a metalcore band called With Some Friends. And uh, I've kind of been talking to this guy back and forth for the last couple days, and he's a pretty awesome guy. It seems like we have a lot in common, so I can't wait to get him on here for you guys to uh, hear what he has to say. Um, yeah, and I've got a few other people set up. The week after that, I will be having the promoter of Mid-States Wrestling, and that is the hardest working man in the business, uh, the Space Cowboy, Jason Jones, is going to be on my show. I'm pretty excited about that one. And then the week after that, I will be having the Silverback, Joe Helms, Big Joe Helms out of Springfield, um, to talk about some wrestling on the show as well. So I'm very excited to be bringing these people to you. I hope that you're enjoying um, all of the different content that I am bringing you. If you have any questions or comments or anything that you would like to tell me or you just want to say hi, um, you can send me an email, and that's uh, at giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, and that is at I-Y-G-A-D-A-P, the acronym for If You Give a Data Podcast. Or you can just look up If You Give a Data Podcast. I'm kind of everywhere. You can Google it and find me in all of these places as well. You can also find me on Instagram, and that is at Give a Data Podcast. And then also you can follow me on Twitter, which is actually where I found um, Benny Quellman from with some friends is on Twitter. I'm always looking for new people to talk to on the show. And uh, yeah, we kind of got to talking on there. And I, yeah, so if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so by following at dadpodcast11. Um, if you guys have any comments, concerns, loves, likes, hates, dislikes, whatever, I would love to hear from you. Just let me know what you think. If you have any questions for the guests that I have coming up, be sure to send those to me. I had something really cool happen in the last week of this podcast. We reached a thousand downloads. And as I'm telling you this, we are less than 300 downloads away from doubling that to 2,000. So what I accomplished in four months, I've almost accomplished again in one month. And I couldn't do this without you guys. Um, you guys are awesome. The amount of uh, feedback that I'm getting from you guys is great. And the um, amount of people that are starting to listen to this, it has kind of, if I'm being honest, kind of blew me away. And uh, I'm glad that you guys like it and that you are excited about more episodes coming your way. So yeah, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and end this episode and I can't wait to present more awesome content to you guys. So I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed our show, come back next week. Come on, guys. You know you want to come back. You might get some laughs.
it's the end of the episode, brother.